Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Look at that. 902. Gosh, it's like I've done this before or something. It's like I've done this before over 100 times, I think. I'd have to look at the records and see. I know that this is episode 28 of season 5. Whatever that means. Completely arbitrary invented, uh, you know, timing. Sorry, I got distracted. Hello, Craft Beer Cons. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Ooh, people on YouTube. Oh, good golly gee, Terwilligers. Must be Monday night in Toronto. We're drinking some beer. I'm not yet. I just finished a beer. Had a, uh, a go figure. If you're a fan of the show, will not surprise you to know. Some Godspeed. Drinking the uh, Pilsner in the shower. Have a toque on because my hair's still wet and I'm cold as. So I'm feeling a little very and i'm gonna drink some cold beer but this beer might just warm me up a little bit we'll have to wait and see uh first off and we will talk about this in a minute once we've drank some beer but a very warm and happy international women's day to women everywhere uh, i don't really know how we're meant to celebrate this holiday gifts and greeting cards are appropriate but it is worth pointing out uh, some of the most influential people in my life are women, and I would definitely, definitely not be who I am, uh, not be nearly as good a dude as I am, as good a dude as I am, which might not be the greatest, unfortunately, uh, if it weren't for a number of wonderful, caring women in my life. So it's an, it's an important day. Um, happy to be here on a Monday celebrating it with you. Uh, let's get to it. Let's do a, a beer for International Women's Day. Let's do a Fruly. Now, that's stupid. That's the sort of terrible crap that women have to deal with all the time in beer. Women like all sorts of beers. And maybe the woman in your life might like this one. Now, we talked about this last week. This might seem like I just didn't get around to getting more beers and, and doing another Storm Stayed beer. That is not the case. I had ample opportunity over the past few days to procure myself another beer, a uh, different beer, different brewery uh, to, uh, to, to taste for the, the pod tonight. And I very intentionally chose not to for a couple of reasons. One was we had talked about this. This is the Event Horizon Adjunct Stout that has an undetermined spiciness to it. Because of the way the beer settled out in packaging, if you didn't listen to last week's or just couldn't manage an hour and 40 minutes or however long that wonderful episode was, uh, Justin was discussing. This stout has jalapeno and scotch bonnet in it, as well as cacao nibs. Uh, but when they were packaging it, the, I, I don't know, he didn't specify, but some of the beer was quite a bit spicier than others because a lot of the capsaicin had sort of settled out. Uh, sorry, I'm just adjusting my hat. It's sort of sitting on my eyebrows uncomfortably. There we go. So I wanted to drink that anyway. And then as well, I have brought my uh, one of my bottles of hot sauce from my friend Jess. Uh, so we're going to do a little hot sauce tasting. I thought spicy beer, spicy hot sauce. Let's get spicy. I'm feeling cold, so hopefully it warms me up a little bit. Um, I will point out, and I will remind you of this when we talk about where you can buy this. You can't. Um, they're out of it. But they might make it again. Storm State I'm talking about. Um, whoa, Nelly, it's 10.8%. I did not know that until that very moment. It's a punchy beer. Anyway, speaking of punchy beer, let's do it. Let's get in here. Event Horizon. Ah, oh, oh yeah, that's, 
That's the stuff right there. That's the stuff dreams are made of. Um, yeah, there we go. Camera angle's good. That's stout all right. That is not a crispy boy. Oh, and it is. That is the heart of darkness. That is a dark, dark stout. Uh, they call it an adjunct stout. That's an interesting term. I would have called that almost an export stout. It is. It is black. I'm holding it up to various lights in my room. I cannot see a thing through this. It is. It is dark. That's black. A very dark brown head if I spin it up here. Try and get that into the camera for y'all. Also try not to pour beer on myself. Yeah, it's hard to work up, but maybe when it's a bit lower. But like that is... The head on that is darker than a lot of beers out there. Uh, and that is something. Oh, and I'm smelling... <laughs> well, we're going to see how this one goes. If Is this going to be a, a precursor to the hot sauce tasting? I do not know. But it smells heavily of peppers. I'm getting a lot of pepper aroma coming off of this one. So, uh, kind of excited. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, on the nose. Holy moly. Definitely cocoa or cacao nibs, if you prefer. Ton of coffee, which I'm assuming is coming off the malt. And, like, freshly roasted beans, not like brewed coffee. That really oily, coffee, um, beany kind of aroma. Which I also often associate as having a bit of a plant materially almost smell to it. Whereas like a brewed coffee has more of the char and, and the, the aspects of the, the roast. Um, the beans actually have a certain amount of kind of plant or vegetative kind of taste to them. So, Yeah. And, and then peppers. Like on the nose, I would almost say more jalapeno-y. There's some scotch bonnety smell in there, but it's not dominant. So could be an interesting mix. So let's see what happens. If I break out into a coughing fit because it's very spicy, my apologies in advance. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. It's not mild. Um, it's not the spiciest spicy beer I've ever had. But it's definitely spicy. Nice bit of heat to it, though. But what's amazing is all of that stuff from the stout is still there. It's it's rich, chocolatey, coffee. I'm going to take another sip. I'm expecting some char or some smoke in there, but I'm not getting any. Hmm. Yeah, maybe just a hint of burnt sugar. But it's not, I mean, normally a stout that dark with that, that kind of alcohol content, you expect to get a lot of characteristics of that malt. It's not, it's not particularly smoky or charred. Mostly chocolatey and coffee. Very chocolatey. And then, yeah, a nice warming heat. It's not super spicy. It's spicy. It's beer. That's a little unusual. Um, but it's not fiery hot by any standard. But it's definitely spicy. I can definitely taste scotch bonnet in there. Nice kind of fleshy scotch bonnet. Definitely taste jalapeno, which is a little harder to nail down, but there's another pepper taste, um, which is consistent with jalapeno, and also I read the can. It's almost got a pepper kind of quality to it, too. Kind of like black pepper to it. 
That could just be the combinations of a couple of things playing together well. Because I don't think there's black pepper in it, but pretty good. Yeah, and, and like I say, spicy, but not uncomfortable. Just, it's really warming my chest right now. It's quite, it's actually exactly the beer I needed because I was cold. It's warming me right up. Mmm. Mm-hmm. It's a really good example, actually, of, of that sort of style. It's easy to over-spice a beer like that and just make it like hot sauce with a fizz. And they haven't done that, and I'm glad. Although, apparently, some of the cans maybe were more in line with that. Also, um, you can go the other way and, and just kind of look for the flavor of the pepper without a lot of heat. Um, and they haven't done that either. I would think, I think that one's about, about bang on, if I'm honest with you. Um, probably, actually, you know what, if I'm honest... For most people, that's probably spicier than they would want. Um, I certainly have a, I would think, a maybe higher than average um, tolerance for spicy foods. I'm not crazy, you know, I'm not, I've done stupid things, but I'm able to identify them as having been stupid. So, um, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to try and recreate hot ones at your home, um, which I've done. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's nicely spicy. Nice little burn on the back of the palate in the throat and chest. And then, yeah, otherwise, just this really nice chocolatey, peppery beer. It's really good. Hmm. Interesting to think about it, about what we're going to eat with it. I am going to do this hot sauce tasting, and that could work out well. Now, this hot sauce. Yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Um, this hot sauce from my friend Jess. I think I was listening to the podcast. Oh, and by the way, I never even said this. Part of the other reason why I did the Event Horizon for Stormstead, from Stormstead, not for Stormstead, but in a way for Stormstead, was to make up for the fact that it took me forever to get the edit together of the actual podcast, partially because of its length. And also, like, when we do the Zoom, what I have to do is download the file and then export it. Like, there's a lot of extra steps. And sometimes I can get that done quickly, but that did not happen this past week. So I didn't actually get the edit done until Saturday. I felt terrible. Because I think it was a good app. We had a really good chat. And I just... Polly's a good buddy of mine and, and love any chance I get to hang out with him digitally or otherwise. And Justin's a really good dude. Um, you know, I'd only just met him, but uh, really solid guy. Um, so this is also kind of partially by way of apology. This one will drop on Tuesday. I'll finish the edit tonight. When I'm doing it on my own, it's easy. It's recording as we speak, and I just need to, I just need to sweeten up the radio voice a little bit. I should put some reverb on that. I put reverb on everything. Mm. So yeah, instead of talking about what we might, let's try eating it with a bit of Jess Sickener's hot sauce. Oh, no, I was going to say, I said that she'd sent it in or sent it along, something like that. She sent it along with me. Jess, I don't believe, listens to the podcast. Jess is a um, very well-respected lawyer uh, working towards becoming a judge. Um, she gave me this when I dropped by her house. Uh, funny enough to pick up a surfboard, that surfboard over my shoulder, which... Um, yeah, it's behind a door. You can't really see it. Sorry. Um, but it's back there. Um, and while I was there, she said, here, take some hot sauce with you. So she gave me this one. This is um, mango habanero, I think is what it was. I want to say pineapple. I'm pretty sure it's mango, also by the color. Although that could be the habaneros, but I'm pretty sure it's mango habanero. And then she also gave me a uh, Carolina mustard style hot sauce, which I've been loving that Indie Alehouse one. To be fair, oh, hello, darling. To be fair, 
the Indiel Hiss one's actually pretty mild in terms of hot sauces. There's some heat to it. It's picante, but uh, it is not... It's not like a, a, a painful, lights-out kind of hot sauce. Um, Jess's really packs a punch. Jess made hers with Scotch bonnets, and it's pretty fiery, but I love it. I've been eating that stuff on my hot dogs with some sauerkraut like it's going out of style. That is a great hot sauce. Hot sauce, too, that I've never made. I made a mustard-style sauce years ago, but I had no idea what I was getting into. And it basically was like mustard with spices. It wasn't great. Um, Indy's and Jess's both significantly better than mine. Um... And, and probably, a, you know what, a, a style I'll play with a little bit. The key that I've found from both of them, it's got to be sweet. You need to add something real sweet to it um, to, I don't know, open it up. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, that's not what we're having tonight. We're having this guy, as I say, mango habanero. Now, you'll notice this bottle's been used. I have been making use of this hot sauce and enjoying it. Um, and I have actually tasted it plain, but I'm going to do it again right now. I'm going to do it on a nacho. Um... Not going to do it off the back of my hand because I suspect this will be another one that would potentially leave a little spot um, of pain and discomfort. But I will give myself a generous little glob here. Kind of hard to see because that's a red chip and it's an orange sauce, but there's a well, at least a teaspoon there. Hey, Beer Exchange Canada. Um, so let's let's see how this goes. I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hot. Golly. It's pretty hot. It's very good. <clears throat> it's pretty hot. Definitely habaneros. And I'm going to say definitely mango. Sweet and cit not quite citrusy. Very tropically tasting. Really nice. Really hot. I hadn't actually eaten it like this in a while. It's pretty hot. I assume I'm going to have a sip of beer. That's not going to help. It's a spicy beer, too. Yeah, we're doing this. It's happening. Mmm. Oh, that actually... You know, it's interesting. The beer doesn't taste spicy at all now. It just tastes chocolatey and coffee. It's quite nice. Quite nice. Really nice. Let's have another one. Oh, gosh. This is the problem with hot sauce. Once I start... I have a lot of trouble stopping. I've given myself more than a few tummy aches doing this, let me tell you, kids. So you can see there's a bit more, and that's a better shot. Really nice. You can see red flecks of pepper in there. Beautiful, shiny orange sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Second taste. Really nice fruit taste. Again, I don't know if blind I would have necessarily picked mango, but nice tropically sweet uh, fruit to it. And then habanero, just filling it in. Whew. Just a really nice burn all over the mouth, down the throat. That's such a good sauce. Jess is killing it. You're doing good things, Jess. Keep it up. Um, I know you're not listening to this, so. If you see Jess, Tell her she's doing good things. I'll message her on Instagram. Gosh, I like that sauce a lot. Pretty spicy, though. <clears throat> mm -mm -mm. Okay, so where are we at? Drinking the beer while eating something with hot sauce on it takes a lot of the heat off the beer. 
just turns it into sort of a normal imperial stout. A very nice one. Chocolatey coffee one. <clears throat> Had a very nice distinctive uh, peppery taste to it before I ruined my mouth with fiery hot hot sauce from Jess. <clears throat> the hot sauce, fiery and hot, beautiful uh, fruity taste. Really good on a chip. Really good on, um, I put it on some sandwiches. Been really good there. Um, I think I used it to kick up a bowl of chili or something. It was good. It's good stuff. I like that sauce. Um, where do you get them both? Well, probably not either. Um, Storm State is out of Event Horizon, so you'll have to wait until the next time they make it. Um, Jess actually just told me not that long ago that she uh, she has more peppers in the freezer. She only made a certain amount of sauce, but she thinks she's going to make more. But if you don't know her, tough beans. You're not going to get a hot sauce off of her. But if you happen to run into her, ask her for her hot sauce. It's magnificent. Mm. If you make hot sauces, whether professionally or uh, as a hobby, and you want to send me one or connect me with one, I'm always happy to taste a hot sauce. So far in the grand scale of hot sauces I've tasted, um, Jess's is a little bit lower on the heat scale than the Hurtberry Farms one, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's not cool. So that's where we're at. I should have brought a cold drink like a water to clear things out, especially because I'm about to go on a rant and it's going to be hard to do with a fiery mouth. But golly, you know what? I got a fire in my mouth and I got a fire in my belly and we're going to talk about it. I just need to eat a chip, I think. Maybe two. Maybe two. Three, actually. Okay, just three. That'll do. Sorry, I'm talking with my mouth full. But I kind of need to. Because my mouth's on fire. My nose is running. Okay. <clears throat> Man. I just looked at the bottle of hot sauce and thought, maybe one more. No. Stop. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Okay. <clears throat> Quick drink of beer. And then I'll rant. Ahem. <clears throat> Ahem. Him. So, hey friends, it's International Women's Day, and it's a day I enjoy. Um, as noted, a lot of women in my life uh, made me who I am, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Not least, obviously, you know, it's easy to point out, ah, oh, my mother. My mom's a great woman, and uh, went through a whole heap of nonsense uh, in her personal life to get me where I am today. Um, not least because I was not an easy kid. I was quite sick and uh, caused no small amount of heartache. But here I am, um, and she made it, and uh, I think we did okay. Uh, my sister, who I was raised with, <clears throat> obviously, as you tend to be, not always, but often, um, obviously I also had a significant impact on me. Um, my stepmother, fantastic woman, Jeanette, and a uh, bit of a rocky start there, as often happens with step-parents, but uh, I like to think we've settled into a pretty good relationship in the past sort of well, let's be honest, 15 years at least. Um, and so many, so many more. Oh, obviously my wife. What am I even thinking? She's on the call right now. Um, but yeah, so many amazing influences in my life um, that... Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm still working on the hot sauce here. Sorry, I was saying so many of the amazing influences in my life are, 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 uh, are, are women and... In a lot of ways, uh, especially as a teenager, I used to identify a lot of 
things that I thought of myself as being quirky and different, uh, I attributed to the fact that, um, my dad was, was around. It's not that he wasn't involved in my life, but I didn't live with him. And so, um, a lot of my time growing up uh, was spent in the company of women. I tend to still, um, connect with women more easily and quickly in terms of friendship. I have a lot of dude friends, obviously, but, uh, I do, I do, uh, find, um, some level of comfort. Sorry, <clears throat> still working on hot sauce here. Mm. <clears throat> Comfort and friendship with uh, with a lot of women um, who all are are at least in part responsible for me being who I am. Just fantastic. Also worth pointing out, um, real uphill battle. Oh, guys, this is why I shouldn't have done the hot sauce tasting when I was going to try and talk about something serious. <clears throat> the women in brewing. Some of my very favorite people in brewing are women, um, and they really are uh, trying to carve out a space in what's been historically and remains of predominantly male-dominated industry. Um, I don't even want to start naming names, because as soon as you start naming names, you're going to leave people out, people are going to get upset. Um, I, so I don't even want to start, but I kind of have to, at least to say, like, my beloved friend, Ren. Ren, who ticks so many boxes of not being included in craft beer and yet fiercely is fighting to try and carve out space for women, people of color, not straight people. Um, she is a force of nature, and we are very lucky to have her in Ontario. Um, I'm going to leave it at Ren, because again, I can talk about Mary Beth. I can talk about Aaron from Little Beasts. I can talk about my friend Bridget. Like, so many amazing women in craft beer. If you can't stop yourself because you think, what if I don't remember to name everybody? Then you're not paying enough attention. There are so many amazing women uh, working in our industry. Making our industry better. Like, significantly better than if it was just a bunch of white dudes with beards. So, big ups to all of you. Um, for guys, some guys get really freaked out by International Women's Day and that sort of thing, relax. <laughs> we still are far and away the dominant uh, uh, person in craft beer brewing. And yes, a lot of us want to see that change, but you don't have to get your knickers in a knot. Making a space more inclusive doesn't mean you lose something. It means we all gain things. So just simmer down, okay? For those of us like myself who are still trying to unpack Despite the fact that I identify a lot of my interesting, quirky aspects um, that didn't line up with a lot of the values of my friends as a teenager, I still regularly find instances of misogyny uh, that bubble up from inside me from God knows where, but there they are, and I'm responsible for that. Um, I just want to give you a little quick uh, bit of advice, especially you dudes out there. You are going to say stupid things to people sometimes. Famously, my friend Jen, the day I met her, Jen Hill, we did the beer break together for a while. She has uh, worked in a lot of uh, different aspects of the craft brewing scene around Ontario. Uh, I was a total bonehead, and she was with a dude at a beer festival who I knew. I'd never met her before. And uh, I was just used to the fact that my wife tended not to like to come to those sorts of events with me because I was really boring at them because I was just talking to other people, um, which not okay. If you take somebody to an event, take care of them. Um, but at the time I just, that's how I was rolling. And I made some offhanded comment to her about like, Oh yeah, like he's off talking and you're like the craft beer widow or something. And she said, uh, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be into craft beer. 
and I felt like the biggest asshole in the world. Because in that moment, I maybe it wasn't the biggest, but I was on the chart for sure. <laughs> um, so here's what you do. You're going to say stuff like that. That stuff's going to happen, okay? We're still trying to disentangle ourselves from a lot of really stupid things that we were raised with, a lot of stupid notions. Um, and the first thing you need to know is uh, it's going to happen, and you just need to do better. Start out by apologizing. Be real about it. Don't make it about how you feel. Say, I'm so sorry I said that. That was a really stupid, misogynistic thing to say. I don't think that that statement aligns with the values that I identify, that I want to support. And I am sorry that I said that. That was not okay. And then give the person space because they might still be mad at you and you might need to walk away. And that happens sometimes. But be real about it. Be honest. And then the most important thing, demonstrate your apologies truth by living it. So don't make that mistake again. And when you see other examples of those sorts of mistakes happening, be one of the people pointing them out and trying to correct them. Okay? That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do as dudes when it comes to misogyny. That's what we need to do uh, when we identify racism, if we are not a person of color. And if, when, if and when you see examples of homophobia and transphobia, um, if you, whether or not you identify as LGBTQ2S, point to it, say this isn't okay. And that's how we work as allies in this space. Unfortunately, this rant and, and what I was really driving towards in it as I started saying it and realized where I was going <clears throat> brings up a really unfortunate thing. And these things happen, and I don't always necessarily point it out, but this one really bugged me. So we're going to talk about it right now after I have one sip of spicy beer. Because if you follow craft brewing in Ontario, especially on the social medias, you probably will have seen either the offending post or at least some of the fallout from it, um, in which a brewery made a very inappropriate post on social media. This stuff happens. There are still breweries that use really gendered sexual packaging. We're working on it, but it's a work in progress. A lot of the time when that sort of stuff happens, I might not even bring it up. I might not get specific, but I'm going to be really specific because I'm still really angry about how it came out. Uh, it was Silversmith, a brewery who I tend to really enjoy their beers. Haven't really spent any time at the physical brewery itself, but I've always been a fan and supporter of their beers. Uh, so that was surprising, um, although part of it was discovering that apparently this wasn't the first time they'd made one of these stupid boneheaded jokes um, that are not funny. Uh, in this particular case, it was in reference to the uh, the, the ceasing of the uh, Seuss estate publishing those six books that conservatives are all up in arms about cancel culture, which is hilarious because they weren't canceled at all. I don't think, I certainly had never heard a public call for those books to be unpublished. Um, it seems that the Seuss estate on their own identified that these were problematic titles and that they wanted to stop making money off them. Good for them. That's their call. <clears throat> However, um, Silversmith made a joke about they were going to release six IPAs, but four of them got canceled or some stupid thing like that. And, and now here are the two that are left. Um, that's a really bad joke. It's in poor taste. It's making light of a situation that actually has a lot of value and import to people. Um, 
and only serves to make basically racist white people feel better about the situation. Um, and to, if I'm honest, racist white people don't need any help feeling uh, anything. Um, what we need to be doing is trying to make people who have been mar marginalized and maligned by racist white people feel better. Um, and that sort of joke doesn't do it. It does not uh, indicate that you're a welcoming place. It kind of makes one wonder if uh, their own personal values and the values of the brewery line up, and I would suggest probably they don't. And it was a very upsetting and frustrating thing to see. Um, I commented on it on the original post, said, guys, this is some douchebag bro bullshit and we need to be better than this. Uh, a bunch of other people also commented. Um, and they took down the post, as happens, and then they issued an apology. Okay, so far so good. Apology was um, weak. It wasn't quite an I'm sorry you were offended apology, but it was almost an I'm sorry you were offended apology, which just for the record, you are not apologizing in that situation. You are saying, I'm sorry that you felt in a certain way. You're not taking any responsibility. Uh, you could say, I'm sorry I made you feel this way. That's also not a very good apology, but at least it's owning the fact that you were the cause of it. A much better apology is, I'm sorry I said this stupid thing that doesn't represent my values, and I will not do that again. That isn't quite what they got to, but okay, we're working on it. But then what really, what really grinds my gears, to use the Peter Griffin, was a couple of people on the Silversmith page, of course, toned in with support for them. Oh, I bet it was probably people who clearly and actually volunteered the fact that they'd never seen the offending post. Uh, one person in particular who I won't specifically name here and God, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast, but if he does, you know what? I'll take the E I'll bleep this out, whatever. You know what, man, go fuck yourself. Okay. If you listen to this podcast, stop. I actually don't want you to listen to this podcast. You're not cool enough to listen to this podcast. Anyway, these people started saying, ah, it's probably one of the people, it's probably had, it was probably some joke about Women's Day, implying that it was all women who were angry about the, the post. Anyway, I got into it, slung some mean words. Sometimes you got to sink to the troll's level, and I got to tell you, it feels good. I'm just looking over my shoulder. No, my kids are in bed. They're not listening to this. You know what? Sometimes you need to punch Nazis. Sometimes people need to get punched in the face. I don't support violence for the most part. You will notice I've been punched in the face a few times, so evidently some people also feel the same. Um, but sometimes you just need to go down to that level and teach somebody a lesson. And I did it. Um, not super proud of it, but I did sort of enjoy it, if I'm honest with you. It had been a long time since I'd been in a real internet mudslinging battle, and it felt good. Uh... But we went through this. A lot of people were commenting, saying, no, you guys are idiots, you're racists, whatever. A lot of other people were chiming in, supporting the brewery and saying, oh, we're all probably overreacting or we're social justice warriors or whatever they call us, keyboard warriors. Uh, the frustrating part, and this is where I'm going to be really real, is if Silversmith meant a damn thing in their apology, they should have been the ones stepping in and saying, no, guys, you're wrong. We did a bad thing and it wasn't OK. And we had to we had to own that. Did they? Nope, not 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 last time I checked. And that was less than an hour ago. I saw nothing. Um, hilariously, what that means is their really weak ass apology uh, was, in fact, just crap. They didn't really mean it. They were just trying to save face. So uh, pretty disappointed in that. Um, would have liked to have seen them actually 
do the right thing. Uh, not least because they're not the first brewery to go through this. And as much as it seems formulaic, there is a set of things you are supposed to do afterwards. And they really didn't uh, adhere to that. Um, demonstrating that their apology meant nothing. Um, and so I'll take it as nothing. They haven't apologized. And um, evidently their values do align with those people who I had a lot of fun um yeah, internet slinging mud at. Um, I used some really fun terms too. I had some some that I had to dust off. I hadn't used in a while on the internet, um, and I meant them. Those people are assholes, and I have no time for them. Um, so that's where we're at. Really unfortunate that we had to go through that. Uh, really unfortunate that that still happens. Again, part of unpacking whatever it is that we're dealing with. If it's misogyny, if it's racism, if it's homophobia or transphobia, if it's colonialism. If you are the person who is not negatively affected by those things and you're trying to do better, you will make mistakes. It happens. The key is what you do with them. Do you own your mistake? Do you honestly apologize? And do you actually do the work to get better? That's what you have to do. And if you don't do that, I was going to say, that's fine. That's not fine. You're a terrible person. But if you don't do that, that's your call. Just don't try and pretend like you're an ally or you're trying to make the world a better place. You're not. You're trying to stay comfortable in your comfortable place. Um, so that's where we're at. We need to do better. We need to do better in gender issues. We need to do better in race issues. And we need to do better in, in sexuality issues. Just saying that right now. Anyway, kind of heavy. I'm going to have another sip of beer. There's nothing happening, but I'll tell you that in a second. So what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> um, I did notice... Oh, this is why I'm supposed to make notes. Somebody on the socials, might have been Second Wedge, is doing a wider than average um, local delivery, which I love. Um, I said it last week. I keep saying it. If you like a brewery that isn't within what would be typically your local delivery area, make sure you're keeping an eye on them because they'll surprise you sometimes and say, hey, even though we're in wherever, I don't know, Perry Sound or something, um, we're delivering in your area. Get an order in by this time. Oh, no. And I remember now, too. Who was it? Because it was it was for you had to order by Tuesday at 9 a.m. So if you're watching this live and there are some people watching this live. Look up your favorite breweries and see if you need to make an order in the next 11 and a half hours. Uh, that's such a bad... I'm glad nobody pays me for this stuff because, man, I don't have to give the money back. What a terrible advertisement. Anyway, that's where we're at. Happy International Women's Day. Remember, we're all trying to... Oh, no, no. A lot of us are trying to get better, and a lot of us are going to make mistakes. Um, just, what's the word? Fail up. When you fail, fail up and uh, take care of each other out there. Hug a woman. Actually, that's a really bad thing to say. Don't just randomly start hugging women. Not okay. Um, if there's a woman in your life who you can safely, within the COVID uh, 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 restrictions, hug, give her a hug. And... <laughs> oh, that's such a stupid PSA. 
Take care of each other, guys. Hey, next week, I don't know what I'm having at all. I don't know if I'm having an interview. I will tell you this. This was episode 28 of season five. I'm only going to go up to 30, and then I'm going to take a break. I do not have a holiday coming up, but I'm just going to take a break. It might just be one week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But 31 episodes seems like too many in one season, so we're going to roll over. That'll be episode one of season six. So we've got two more coming down the pike and then at least a little bit of a break. We'll figure things out. We'll see what I drank. Who knows? Maybe in season six, there's going to be a whole new format. Maybe. No, I got nothing. Who knows? Suggestions? Always welcome. Get at me. I'm not hard to find. In the meantime, I'm going to drink some of this spicy beer. If I'm honest, there's a good chance as soon as I'm done this, I'm going to have another chip with some of that hot sauce on it because, <clears throat> you know, I would say I'm a glutton for punishment, but in the immortal words of arguably one of my favorite television chefs who is wildly underrated, a Canadian fellow, Bob Bloomer, I will say, in fact, what I am, I'm a glutton for pleasure.